Hey there, and welcome to the Alenia Church Podcast, your place to catch all of Alenia Church's previous messages, messages designed to equip you on your journey with Christ. Well, it's a new year. 2022 is upon us. I know that it's hard to believe and it's equally hard to say because we're so used to saying 2021 for the past 365 days. But a new year means a new opportunity for God to do something special in your life. In this two-part series, we're going to look at what God wants to get into us in this new year and how He wants to do it. If you want to grow closer to God in this new season, if you want to discover the tools to help you live out the life God has called you to live, then tune in to these next two Sundays. This first message is all about what God wants to get into you. Paul prayed four prayers for the churches in the letters of Colossians, Philippians, and Ephesians. These prayers are critical for us to understand what it takes to live the life God has called us to live. Enjoy. All right. Well, good morning to everybody. Um, All right. So we're going to do something. uh, I hadn't planned this, but every morning we do a a rally with our volunteers, and uh, we just kind of pray for the day, and something popped in my head, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So there is a football team. Yes, where there's a football team. No, no, no. We're not going to do it that way. But there's a football team in Texas called Texas A&M. Yeah, they're from Texas called Texas A&M. They're okay. They're not great. I'm not, not a big fan. But they have this fantastic tradition that on Saturday night, they all pack the stadium and they do yell practice. So they practice yelling on Friday nights for their Saturday games, okay? So I could use some help as a pastor, all right? I could use some help as a pastor preaching these sermons because a lot of times I think to myself, I should have taken them through yell practice the day before. All right, so we're going to do a little bit of church yell practice. All right, great. So the first thing we're going to do is we're all going to practice saying amen. All right, so, okay. No, 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 no. Y'all got to do it. This is the problem. This is the problem with you people, okay, is we'll have, we'll have an outlier over here that'll say an amen, and then someone over here will be like, that was probably a good idea. I should do that too. Amen. And then it's just kind of like a, like a smattering. What we need is unity, people. We need unity, all right? So on the count of three, everybody say amen, one, two, three. Amen. There we go. See, that's good. That's good. All right, uh, let's do, let's get a little bit more radical. Let's see. Uh, let's try praise the Lord. Let's try that. Now, this, this is if we get really charismatic, which I'm not really, I'm not saying we need to do that this morning, but I'm just trying to loosen up your vocal cords. Ready? All right, so on the count of three, praise the Lord. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. There we go. Y'all been in some camp meetings or something like that. All right. Um, now we got to get physical. All right. Not that kind of physical, like the song, but I'm saying physical. So we're gonna we're gonna applaud. All right. So the pastor just said something really good that you agree with, and so you're gonna you're gonna be like, I agree with that, and you're gonna say it with your hands. All right. So on a count of three, we're all gonna agree with what the uh, Jesus is Lord. I think you're all ready now. I think you're all ready. Um, so 2022 is among us. Um, and sorry for the voice cracking. I'm apparently going through puberty and didn't know it. Um, so I, I will say it's been too long 
Uh, I don't know if I'll ever do that again. Two weeks is just too long. I, I couldn't take it. I, I don't. Everything. Thank you. You are doing really good. All right. I, I, I think I would have probably had church a week ago, even if there was five people. Um, I'm not sure how we would have gotten set up, um, but it would have been good to, to be together. In 2022, I do believe is going to be uh, a great year. And I wasn't planning to do what I just did. Uh, I just felt like the spirit was was in that. That um, you do need to know that God was in 2021 and God is in 2022, all right? You do need to know, <laughs> let's not overdo it, okay? Um, but I, I think that your posture, how you perceive things is how you will receive things. And a lot of us, we received the worst from 2021 because we perceived 2021 to be the worst. Because, listen, I, I know you all, I watch y'all's Facebooks. I see the memes that we put out there, all right? You know, 2020 and then 2021 is like, hold, hold, you know, hold my beer, I'll take over. And, and it's like, I'll, I'll show you what it's supposed to be like. And that's, that's not, that's, I think that the enemy is blinding us to what God has in store for us. And 2022 can be, and watch, watch me here, okay? I am not a prosperity preacher, all right? I am not... Um, God is going. God is going to give you the front row parking spot. All right. Now, if He gives you the front row parking spot, Amen. I love that. And trust me, I have prayed for it, and I have gotten it every once in a while. But God, God is not in the business of making you comfortable. God is in the business of shaping your character. All right. And 2022 can be your best character shaping year if you allow God to do what He wants to do in and through you. And I do believe that we have got to open our eyes to the blessings and the gifts that God gives us all along the way. And if you look at 2021, everybody would probably put it on a, you know, on a scale of like, I'm going to rate 20, 2021 as, you know, do not recommend, right? Um, but I think that if we were to flip our perspective a little bit, we'll receive what God had for us in 2021, and it's not too late. We can still learn from the things that went on in 2021. And I think that 2022 can be a year of blessing, not in the sense that you get everything that you want, but in the sense that you can get more of God than you ever have gotten before. Yeah. All right? And that's what I want for you. And that's what I want for our church. I want us as a church to get everything that God has for us in 2022. All of him, all of his spirit, all of the fruit that he has for us. And not bemoan of like, oh, we got to do mass again. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. You know, the, listen, I, I, newsflash, we are not the first society to ever have gone through any sort of sickness or a pandemic. It is eons. You look, that is when the church showed up and showed out is when a, a, a community was going through a sickness, everybody would literally run for the hills. They would literally get out of the city and they would go to the mountains and they would get away from the plague or the sickness or whatever was going on and the church would show up and the church would be like, this is what Jesus asked us to do is to love those who are less fortunate, to love those who are sick, to care for each other. And that's who we are. And so God has some great things in store for us from 2022. And I believe it. I want you to believe it. I'm completely off my notes. So let's get back to what we're, what we're about. 
So I'm going to read some scriptures. I do not have the scriptures on the screens today. It's going to be on this screen. And uh, I am going to read four prayers that Paul has for the churches. It comes from three books, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. So Paul is writing these three churches. And as he's writing these three churches, he is actually in prison. All right? He's got chains on. He's probably speaking to someone who's writing it down for him. It's like, okay, I want you to take a memo to the church in Ephesians. And he just starts talking. And the guy's writing as fast as he can. And in these three books, I know I'm saying these three books as I hold up four fingers. But in these three books, there are four prayers that he prays for the church. And I was thinking as we start off 2022, what, what should be my prayer for you all? What, what does God want to get into you? What does God want to get through you in this new year? And I think it can be found in these four prayers. And the first one is in Colossians. It says, for this reason, also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. All right, that's Colossians, pretty good prayer. Now, Ephesians, he's got two prayers. Ephesians 1, 17 says this, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. Now, apparently Ephesians was... was Needed a lot of help because Paul gave him a second prayer, all right? And so in Ephesians 3, he says this, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and the width and the height and the depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever, amen. And in Philippians, he says this, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior, and you may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory of and praise of God. Let's pray for this message. God, we love you. We worship you. We pray in Jesus' name that you would hide me behind the cross, hide me behind your word and your scripture, 
and that I would speak truth in Jesus' name, that your word would not return void. Father God, that you would um, enlighten our eyes and our hearts to what you have for us. Open our ears. In your name we pray. Amen. Jack Daniels. So Jack Daniels has a, um, a lot of uses, all right? So um, when I was in, I used to work at a church in Texas. And uh, when I worked at this church in Texas, it was a Southern Baptist church. Um, it, it, like, think of Southern Baptist church, small little auditorium, steeple. And we're right next to a railroad track. And I was super sick, um, super sick one Christmas, very sick. And uh, the pastor, godly man, uh, he said, Jeremy, you need to make you a hot toddy. And I'm like, what's a hot toddy? He goes, all right, just don't tell anybody I told you this. He said, I want you to go to the liquor store. I want you to buy a thing of Jack Daniels. And I want you to make a hot toddy. You're going to pour it in a little glass jar. You're going to mix some honey in it. You're going to heat it up in a microwave. And you're going to drink it. And up, up to this point, I promise you, up to this point, I was a teetotaler. I'd never had a drop of alcohol. So here are my Southern Baptist pastors telling me to go buy Jack Daniels, which were just supporting a local economy. I mean, <laughs> anyway, so I go home. I do the hot toddy. It, 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 it cures everything, right? And uh, I, I was able to do the Christmas Eve service with the hot toddy because it cleared everything out. Now, I, I didn't drink. So Jack Daniels sat up in the counter, didn't do anything with it for months, um, now, let's give you the other side of the story. Uh, TGI, TGI Fridays. They got Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp. All right? They have this Jack Daniels sauce that is, it is so good. It's so sugary sweet. It's, it's so, I don't know what they, it's awesome. It's so good. Now, other part of the story is we have been married for all of like five months, my wife and I, Jennifer. She knows how much I like Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp. And I'm coming home one day, and she's, I said, What's, what are you making for dinner? And she says, I'm making you Jack Daniels chicken. And I immediately went, oh, no. And I come home, and I was like, how did you make the Jack Daniels chicken? She goes, well, I took the chicken in a pan, and I sauteed it, and then I poured the rest of the Jack Daniels on top of it. <laughs> Stuck it in the oven. Now, there's some miracles here that we probably should touch on. One, she didn't blow herself up. Um, so, and I told, I, she gave me permission to tell this story. Um, and she, uh, she is one of them. She can whip up something. I don't know how she does it. She can open up the pantry and the fridge and put something together. But this is also a lesson in growth because she hadn't always been there. Um, she was at one point making Jack Daniel's chicken. And uh, I, I come home, and, and I was like, okay, so I tried it. And you know what you do as a, as a good husband? You're like, mmm. She goes, okay, what do you really think? I'm like, I really think it tastes like kerosene. Um, so we went and got pizza that night. The moral of the story is this. A lot of times we have great intent, but we don't have the tools or the know-how to do what we want to do. A lot of times we want to be great chefs, but we keep mixing up the cumin for the cinnamon. Yeah, that's, that's, 
My grandma did that one time. Um, we want to be great athletes, but we don't, we don't have the tools to be a great athlete. We want to be a, a great, uh, we want to have a great marriage, but it wasn't modeled to us very well. We want to be great parents, but we were abused as kids. We don't have what it takes. We don't feel like we don't have the equipment or we don't have the tools. We don't have the resources to accomplish what we want to do, what our vision is. And, and that's what I don't want us to do in 2022 is we all have these ideas of what we want to do. Like how many of you have already broken your 2022 resolutions? Amen. You know, it's with the rest of us, right? Um, hopefully, hopefully one of your resolutions is I'm going to do one year through the Bible. Right? So we're on uh, day, what day is it? Day 9? So chapter 9 of Matthew, chapter 9 of Ezra, chapter 9 of Genesis, and chapter 9 of Acts, right? And we're, we're walking through that, that story together as a church. And I'm, I love that we're doing that as a church because I'm going to be able to come in here on a Sunday and go, yeah, like we read last week in, in Genesis, right? But we, well, a lot of times we have the right intentions, but we have the wrong ingredients, and, I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt like this. Man, I really would love to be a good Christian, but I can't seem to put it all together. I'd really love to be a good believer, but I can't seem to all piece it together. I really would love to be a giant of faith, and I can't seem to get my, my ducks in a row. And you've got to look at Paul's conversation, his letters to Colossians, Ephesians, and Philippians, and realize that these churches were standing up on their own for the first time, there was not a believer in the city of Ephesus. The church is planted. They're spreading the good news of the gospel. This church is flourishing, and they're trying to figure out how to be good believers. And Paul gives Colossians, Ephesians, and Philippians, gives us four great prayers. And this is what we're going to go through today. We're going to go through these prayers because what Paul does is he tells them what he wants for them. He tells them who he wants for them, and then he tells them why he wants it for them. And that's what we're going to look through. We're going to look through the what, the who, and the why. And the first, the what, is that he wants us to have knowledge and discernment. Paul prays for the church. I want you to have knowledge and discernment. I mean, look at, there's three verses. First, he says, we are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's from Colossians. Well, look at Ephesians. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Look what Philippians says. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in what? Knowledge. Knowledge. Say it with me. Knowledge and every kind of discernment. So right off the bat, we see that Paul wants to get into them. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, discernment. He wants them to understand what's going on around them. Well, what is discernment? Discernment simply is this, the sound judgment which makes possible the distinguishing of good from evil, and the recognition of God's right ways for his people. So he wants to put knowledge inside of us. Knowledge is not a bad thing. Knowledge without action is a bad thing, but knowledge is not a bad thing because you've got to understand what God wants for you. Well, the second thing that he wants for us is he wants awareness. He wants to have 
awareness about us, to have our eyes open. Look what he says. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. He wants you to have an awareness of what's going on around you. He wants, there's this thing that I, I used to do with leaders. It was called an EQI test, an emotional intelligence test. And they would go through all these different things. One of the things that um, they would test you on was reality testing. Do you have any idea of what's actually going on around you, or do your emotions get in the way? That's what this whole test was about, is measuring your emotions with how you interacted with other people. And one of the things that always gets shaded or gets distorted in our lives because of our emotions is this idea of reality testing, what's really going on around us. And Paul is praying. He says, man, I really pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I pray that for you. I pray that you would be aware I pray that you'd be aware of the enemy's schemes. I pray that you'd be aware of what's going on in and through the world. I pray that you'd be aware of what your purpose is on this earth. I pray that you would understand. And awareness, why is awareness so important? Because self-awareness is the first ingredient to all personal and spiritual growth. Do you want to grow in 2022? You need to be self-aware of where you really are. And you need to be honest with where you really are. You want to be a good husband. You've got to be honest and self-aware of where you're measuring at as a husband and know where you want to be. There is a gap that is created, and that gap is not a bad thing. That gap is called a goal. I have a goal of I want to, I want to be able to bench 225. Don't laugh too hard. But you have these gaps that are created in life because you realize of where you are. You were self-aware. You understand your shortcomings. You see the gap that is in your life. You see where you want to be. You see where God wants to call you to. And that's called self-awareness. And that allows you to grow. It allows you to grow. All right? The last thing that he prays for is he prays for power. Look what he says here. He says, I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being. Why is that? Because you can know all the right answers. You can be aware of your shortcomings. It is another thing to have the wherewithal and the power to act on those shortcomings. It is one thing to know right from wrong. It is another thing to actually choose the right. How do I know this? Let's just talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas meals. I mean, how many times have I told my wife, I'm, not, I'm, I'm only doing one trip to the, to the dessert line? Just one trip to the dessert line. It's another thing to have the power to act on the will to... Y'all know where I'm going there, right? Because we're weak. We're humans. God knows that. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit is to empower us. I'm jumping ahead because that's actually what Paul does. He says, listen, I want you to have knowledge and understanding and awareness and power, but I really want you to have the who. So what is the who? The who is the knowledge of God. He says, I want you to grow. I want you to grow in the knowledge of God. That means, and I know this sounds crazy for a preacher to say, that means God wants you to grow in your theology. 
your understanding of who God is. He wants you to grow in your understanding of who your maker is, who your creator is. He also says, I want you to grow in the knowledge of Christ. It's one of my favorite verses is that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend. There's that idea of comprehending of discernment, of wisdom, right? With all the saints, what is the length and the width and the height and the depth of God's love and to know Christ's love. He wants you to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. That's who we are as a church. We want people to know God. We want people to know God through the person of Jesus Christ. That's why God sent us here into Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's because we believe that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. That is an appropriate place to clap because Jesus is the hope of the world. In fact, what we're going to do in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Vision Sunday. It's going to be Vision Sunday, January 23rd. And I'm going to go through what I believe God's vision is for us as a church. And one of these things that I'm praying for, and it's a big, it's a BHAG. You know what a BHAG is? Big, hairy, audacious goal. I have a BHAG of how many people come to know Jesus through these doors. And I've written it down on paper, and I'm praying. I'm praying every morning, God, this is what I'm praying for. I'm praying that this many people come to know Christ because of the ministry of Alinea. And I want you to be a part of it. That's why on January 23rd, I think it's important for the people of this church to understand where we're going as a church, and that's what we're going to do on January 23rd on Vision Sunday. But also, he says, I want you to have a knowledge of the Holy Spirit. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit. That's how you get power, y'all, through the Holy Spirit in and through you. That, that we have this, not just knowledge of what's going on, but we have, this, we have this understanding of what's going on, that we have this awareness, and that we have this power inside of us to choose right and wrong. And I, I think that what we have done in the church for far too long is we've said, you know what, you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Right? Yeah. I've heard that so many times, I've probably said it myself. The problem is, is I can't really think of a time where I've met someone that was so heavenly minded they were no earthly good. Because when you grow closer to the Father, when you grow closer to the Son, when you grow close, closer to the Holy Spirit, it does something in and through you. It's unmistakable. It is irresistible. It is a power that rises up inside of you and changes how you talk. It changes how you think. It changes how you act. It changes how you love. And anybody that I have met that has been so close to God that you, you talk to those people and you're like, man, they've got a red phone to God. Those are the people you're like, man, I got a prayer request. I know who I'm calling. I had those people in my life. If I had a prayer request, I wasn't sure if I trusted my own prayers. I was calling so-and-so. I need you to really pray about this. 
But God wants us to, to know and understand. In fact, in Hosea, it says this, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We have so, and I'm sorry, y'all, I think that for a lot of us, for the church, the churches we've grown up in, the churches we've attended, churches we've come through, maybe this is your first time in church, is we've, we've thought, well, the, the answer obviously isn't more knowledge because that's not doing anything for people. And so we've glossed over the gospel and made it all nice and shiny and pretty and we put it up on a pedestal. But the gospel is dirty, y'all. The gospel is hard. The gospel divides. The gospel is a stumbling block to people. The fact that Jesus Christ came and he died is a gruesome fact, but he did it. Why? Because we're sinful. There is no good in us. There is no one righteous. No, not one. And that is a hard fact, man. Someone came up to me and said, you're sinful. I'd be like, "Ah, I don't like you very much. But we have got to, as a church, rightly divide the word of truth. In fact, I was talking to a pastor this past week, and I asked him, I said, what do you believe to be spiritual food for people? And most of the, <clears throat> most of the pastors, can I have that? Um, you can tell I haven't been preaching in a while because I'm already losing my voice. I said, what do you believe is... Um, spiritual food for people because most of the pastors I'm interviewing this is part of my dissertation and and I'm asking everybody the same question they'd say the word of God is is spiritual food and I believe that and I think that's the right answer but he went a step further he said you've got to think about the early church before there was a printed bible He said, the way that I feed people, he said, small groups are great. He said, that's fine. He said, I like small groups. He said, Sunday school is great. I like Sunday school. That's great. He said, I love that. He said, I love people having quiet times. That's awesome. They need to read the word and stuff. He said, but historically and traditionally, the word of truth was deposited into the people in the gathering, the ecclesia, which is the word there, the gathering of God's people together. That was when people got the word of God. He said, you should have church services where you read the word, where you pray the word, where you preach the word, and where you sing the word. And that's who we're going to be as a church, y'all. We cannot shy away from the hard truths in the scripture. If we could, then we should be God and not him. Right now, he gives us what? <clears throat> he gives us who? Wow. I should do some voiceover work right now because no one would know who I was. <clears throat> but he gives us why. All right? He wants us to discern right and wrong. Then you will be able to tell the difference between good and evil and be sincere and faultless on the day of the Messiah. Paul wants you to understand what is right and what is wrong. Some versions, they, they translate this not right and wrong, but want you to understand what is better. What is, what is the, the, because this is what can happen. We can choose, sometimes we can be so good at choosing right and wrong that we're not really good at choosing good and best. 
And God did not call you to a life of good. He called you to a life of best. And it is up to us. Y'all, it is up to us. This is why Paul, if Paul didn't believe this, he wouldn't have prayed it. It is up to us to rightly divide what is right and what is wrong. It is up to us to be able to choose that. He wants us to be effective. It says this, I want you to be filled to overflowing with the fruit of right living. Fruit. What are our cultural values in the hallway? They're all based on the fruit of the Spirit, right? Look what he says here. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. This is, this is that whole so heavenly minded, no earthly good. This is where it does have legs. Because if you do not put into action what God is teaching you, you can know everything but not be effective. That's why, go read the book of James. That's why the book of James is there. Because James is like, listen, y'all, y'all can't keep saying you believe this stuff and not live it. I mean, James is saying, hey, y'all's video ain't matching your audio. You're, you're not, you're not, you're not walking the talk, all right? And we want to do this as a church. We want to equip you in this area. That's why it's so important for me that we do Partnership Pathway because we sit down with you and we walk through what does it mean to be a believer. We walk through what does it mean to be a, a member of this house. We walk through what does it look like to have spiritual gifts. We walk through maybe Maybe what has God shaped you to do? Like, what, what are your experiences? What's your heart? What's your attitude? What's your personality like? What is your spiritual gifts? And we do that through Partnership Pathway, and I want everybody to go through this. We have our next one up February 6th for Partnership Pathway. He wants you to have endurance. He wants you to, to last the long haul. He says, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Because life is hard and you will want to quit. You will want to quit. He wants you to have a reward. What kind of reward? Well, so that you may know. So that you may know what is the hope of this calling. What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the invaluable greatness, immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. There are benefits to being a believer. Thank you. That's good. There are benefits to being a believer. Don't let anybody tell you that there's not. You get something when you get Christ that nobody else gets. And you get something as a believer that I don't get. It's called a spiritual gift. And you have this idea that you can know why you're here. You can know your purpose. You can know your calling. He prays all this so people would know their calling so that they would know what their inheritance is, that you get something from this and that they would know the power that is within them. And then lastly and most important, Paul prays all of this because he just, at the end of the day, he wants you to get more of God. He wants you to get more of God. Look what he says here. 
so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That at the end of the day, it is about looking like him. It is about becoming and looking like the son, Jesus Christ. Look what J.I. Packer says. Once you become aware that the main business that you are here for is to know God, most of life's problems fall into place of their own accord. If we could just realize that, man, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God. It's about me becoming more like his son. It's about me becoming more like my creator. It's about me loving God with everything that's in me and loving people with everything that's in me. It's about him. And that's what I pray. We pray this every week. We pray that God would draw people to himself. We pray that people would come from death to life, that they would be walking on a path where they don't know Jesus and something would happen when they walk in these doors and they hear the gospel and they will say, yes, I need that. Yes, I need Jesus. And I pray that for you. I pray that you would understand, that you would have knowledge. I pray that you would have awareness. I pray that you would have power. I pray that you would get more of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I pray that God would make you just effective and fruitful and long-lasting and powerful, that you would live this spirit-filled, powerful life in 2022. And next week, we're going to talk about how do you put all these things together? Like, if, if this is what God wants for me, how do I do it? How do I prioritize that? And that's what we're going to talk about next week. But I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and I want to give, always give people an opportunity to respond to the gospel. And the gospel is this. And Paul says, writes this in 1 Corinthians. He says that the gospel is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. He was buried. And three days later, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. He got up out of the grave. Just as the prophets foretold. And there's a few elements to that. The element is, first, is we're far from God. And I said it earlier, there's none righteous, no, not one. That there's something broken inside of us, and it's this, this sin nature. But Jesus came, the only Son of God. He lived a sinless life and became sin on the cross, died for us. Redeeming us and restoring us so that we could have a relationship with him again. And it says this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I want to ask everybody to just pray this prayer for the sake of those who are praying it for the first time. You're going to repeat it out loud with me. Say, dear Jesus, I am sinner, but you died for me. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for redeeming me. I confess that you are Lord and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Come and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. 
If you prayed to receive Christ and would like some tools to begin your relationship with Him, please go to aleniachurch.org forward slash connect and let us know. We would love to get some resources in your hands. Thank you to all who participated in our year-end giving. We are blown away by how God used you to set Alenia Church up financially for the new year. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can do so by going to aleniachurch.org forward slash give. There you can make an easy tax-deductible gift to further the reach of the gospel through Alenia Church. Would you also pray about becoming a monthly partner through your financial giving? Our site makes it easy to set up a recurring schedule. Our prayer is that we are able to begin video recording these messages in the 2022 year, and your giving will help make that possible. Please take a moment to share this message, subscribe, like, and comment wherever you get your regular podcasts. It helps us out by getting the word out about what God is doing here in Tennessee. Last but not least, if you live in the Murfreesboro area, please come by and visit. We meet at Oakland Middle School at 10 a.m. We are a church family that will welcome you with open arms. Remember, God sees you, He loves you, and He wants the best for you. God bless.